0: Well, people, hello. Welcome to this um, ad hoc weekend show. I am so, so sorry. Um, We've had some technical issues. We've had to create a workaround to make this work. Otherwise, none of you were going to see the um, screen. I just need to open my phone to make sure that I can see that I've gone live. So bear with me, people. people. Yeah, you probably heard me there. So we are live. Um, welcome to this very special show on a Saturday. And as always, um, pound the like button, people. That's the most important thing. Great to see lots of you in the chat. Rocky's been in there posting, obviously, because he's on here. I've got Zaza, Bitcoin and the boys, Paul, uh, Raulo, Rolau, sorry, Paul, Just learn Bitcoin, Dan's in Elaine, Mrs. UK, Bitcoin master. I don't know who else I've missed and I've just hit a button I shouldn't have done. But if I've missed you out, people, I'm really sorry, but it's great. Now now my chat's frozen. Can you Adam and Eve this, people? (laughs) Um, So it's great to have you all with me um, for this special show with uh, Rocky. Um, Just. To explain something, well, before we get on with it, I'll just get the preliminaries out of the way. I'm not going to talk anymore about my disclaimer. You can read it there. If you haven't read it and you want to pause it, then do that. What I want to do is get this lot out of the way, if I can. Uh, There are my websites, people. Check them out. All the videos I've ever done. Bitcoininterviews.com is where I've put all the live videos, including tonight's. will go there. And finally, very briefly, if you do want to drop a lightning tip, take a screenshot of this or use a QR code and drop a lightning tip. Again, John Stramitis from Malibu. Thank you for the donation on the 2nd of January. I'm terrible at looking at uh, tipping.me, but I've set it up on my desktop now and I want to thank you for that um, 65,000 sats you left. Brilliant. Let's get that out of the way. Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for hanging around. You know, when we go live, technology plays up. Sometimes if you, you know, it's easiest to do a recording and then edit it and then upload it. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted um, to go live. I believe in audience interaction. I'm just trying to stop the YouTube thing that's going. Sorry, people. There we go. Let me get that out of the way. Um, So we are actually live. Um, and I've got Rocky with me. Um, Rocky's got some things he wants to cover, um, but I don't know what Rocky's going to cover. I've seen the headline because I put the, um, the, 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 uh, the thumbnail up, but what I want is Rocky to explain to you. I think he wants to clarify a few things that somebody posted on Twitter that I um, obviously then talked about on my show and whilst it looked correct I think what Rocky's going to try and explain is technically it was correct but it was also incorrect so I can't really explain that to you like Rocky can so the first thing I want to do is welcome Rocky to the call Mr Palumbo as always great to have you here with us today tonight yes great to be back Cool. Well, Rocky, um, I think I'm not going to say I'm going to leave it, pass it over to you, but um, tell me the thumb. I can't remember even what the thumbnails are now because i am a bit, been a bit totally stressed trying to get this thing working for our viewers. But I know there were a couple of things you wanted to talk about. I know that one of them was um, the amount of Bitcoins that were moved for $80. And we'll discuss that in a while. But Explain what the other one was and let's lead into that. And just let me know when you want me to share the screen and we'll get into this with our viewers.
1: Well, the other thing was um, the Peter Schiff tweet about losing all of his Bitcoin and how he blamed it on Bitcoin. Yep. Um, So we could just go right into that if you want to switch over to my screen. Let's
0: get to it. We've, We've kept the audience waiting long enough so we don't need to waffle. Let's do what we need to do. So do you want me to share my screen for you? Uh, yeah share my screen share your screen on my screen <laughs> So yeah, there here, you go. People. <laughs> there you go
1: okay so here is his original tweet where he was all mad at bitcoin um, when it wasn't bitcoin's fault at all you know and so he says i just lost all the bitcoin i ever owned my wallet got corrupt somehow and my password no, is no longer valid so now not only is my Bitcoin intrinsically worthless, it yep. has no market value either, which kind of is the same thing to me, I guess. Um, uh, I knew owning Bitcoin was a bad idea. I just never realized it was this bad. So let's analyze what he just said right here. Uh, first of all, um, <clears throat> his wallet password did not get corrupt. Right. Um but let's assume that it did. Would that be Bitcoin's fault? No, that would be his wallet's fault on his cell phone. I, if his memory is no good or his memory got an error, that would be the fault of his, of his hardware, right? Not Bitcoin's fault. But that's not what happened. When he originally had this wallet set up, uh, it was after a debate with um, uh, Eric Voorhees. And they went out to dinner afterwards and Eric set them up with a, with the worst wallet in Bitcoin, uh, the blockchain wallet. Yep. They have a lot of users because they were one of the first wallets. It was very popular in the very beginning because there wasn't much to pick from, but it's pretty much the worst wallet in Bitcoin. And um, so Eric set them up with that. And at that point, when it originally got set up, there had to be a password created and, uh, Peter Schiff created that password. Then a PIN number was put in, and that PIN number is just to keep somebody like if you set your phone down and somebody else picks it up and, and sees you have a Bitcoin wallet, and they could send Bitcoin to themselves, but they can't access that wallet without putting in the PIN. But it, it kind of keeps you logged in with the password. But from this point on out, unless you unless you tell it to sign out, it only needs the PIN number, right? And so everything was working fine for for, I guess, weeks. And he he would look at his wallet periodically because I guess they made the the address public and people were sending him small amounts of Bitcoin, which nobody should do. Um, If you want to send small amounts of Bitcoin somewhere, (laughs) you should send them to Pastor Phil. um, uh, Much more deserving. We could talk about that at the end of the show. And um, uh, so he was checking out periodically and then there was an update. His phone did some kind of update. Now it either updated the, uh, the Bitcoin, uh, the blockchain wallet, or it updated his phone, you know, operating system. I'm not quite sure which it was, but regardless, one of the two updated, which then erased his password or his, yeah, the password. So now when he goes to up, uh, bring up his wallet, it asks for the password instead of the pin number. So for weeks, he's been putting in his pin number. Now he has to put in that pass number that he only did one time weeks ago, and he doesn't remember this, right? Mm -hmm. So he keeps putting in the PIN number, thinking because this is always how it worked, um, and he didn't even recognize the the difference between it's asking him for a password instead of PIN number. So it's it's all totally his fault, right? (laughs) And but he's just so quick to blame Bitcoin. I mean, if you you know look at this tweet, reread it. I mean, it's all about. Bitcoin doesn't work. Bitcoin's wrong. Bitcoin's a bad idea. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. When it's really, uh, it was all his fault. And so he did come out and, and acknowledge this. But, you know, of course, he still doesn't like Bitcoin. He still doesn't give Bitcoin a fair shake. And, um, you know, he, he, he comes at it, uh, you know, with a negative attitude. He, he doesn't sit down and say, explain this Bitcoin thing to me. I just don't get it. Or, you know, How does it work? Why is it so good? He comes in thinking, oh, this is garbage. This is nonsense uh you know why should i like this uh, gold is so much better and uh i see you switch back i uh, and i i need to go back to my desktop it's fine.
0: i'm there i just want the I, audience to see if you if you're, if you're talking for a while i've got it. It, it,
1: it yep i was i was just thinking about asking you to go to my video but then i i decided not to because i am <laughs> going to switch right here yep. um so uh so when did he find out about bitcoin you know you know um how long has it been? for From what I understand, he found out about Bitcoin in two thousand eleven.
0: Yep.
1: And um, you can see this tweet I did a few days ago, um, actually a couple days ago. And um, I compared uh, the Dow Jones versus gold versus Bitcoin. And so I, in this tweet, I wanted to compare you know the price of Bitcoin at different points, um going back to the year that he found out about Bitcoin. In uh, 2011, yeah. Um, so even if you just look at this year so far, um, the Dow Jones was down was actually down 0.1 percent. Um, gold uh, did do much better than uh, the market here; at it went up 4 percent. But uh, Bitcoin's up 33 mm-hmm. percent, um, and so. Um, I wanted, like I said, I wanted to go back all the way to 2011, but I wanted like some spots in between. And I just figured if I did every three years, that would give me enough room in this tweet to uh, put everything I want, you know, because tweets are limited in space. How many, how much data you could put in there. So I I went back another three years from uh, 2020 to 2017. And so now you see that the market um, um, did better than gold, uh, 45 to 36 percent. But Bitcoin. Hey, Peter. Bitcoin's up uh, 856%. Um, so if you go back another three years, the market um, just trampled gold, and Bitcoin, forget about it, um, 1164%. And so another three years, back to the year where he found out about it, right? Um, the market's up 147%, gold's up 11%, and Bitcoin's up 3177566 Percent. So, at what point, Peter, at what point will you say, maybe there's something here, you know, maybe this, there is something here, I need to take a more, you know, uh, you know even look at it, uh, a more fair look, uh, and, and, you know, find out what's really going on here. Because with, with these kind of gains, um, now, I, I would never, you know, suggest to Peter that he should sell all of his gold and buy Bitcoin. Nobody's saying that, but for people who have a nice stash put away, long-term savings, retirement savings, um, you know, four hundred one k, whatever, with with results like this, for somebody who's reasonable to to, to not say, well, why don't you just put one, two, three percent of your long-term savings into Bitcoin, just as a hedge, just in case it does well, but if it goes to zero tomorrow, not going to hurt you all that much. Um, but why would you want to miss out on gains like this? Yep. So, so you know, um, so this is what the past nine years or so. What is it going to do in the next nine years? Mm. Uh, maybe it won't do this. What if it does half of this? Okay, so it goes up uh, 1.5 million percent, right? <laughs> oh, uh, is gold going to do that? I don't think so. But mm. so even if you're uh, you're only in it. Uh, You know, one, two, three percent of your long term holdings. But but it goes up so much. I mean, why would you want to take the chance of missing out on that? So um, when is he going to finally admit it should be, you know, looked at uh, objectively and not just, you know, shunned, um, which which is what he seems to do?
0: Hang on, um, sorry. For some reason, I think I'd gone and muted myself. Sorry, Rocky. I'm going to say that again for the audience. I think um, there are people out there that um, that will just go down with a ship, even you know, even if they're looking at it wrong and and you know, it's staring them in the face, but they simply will just go down with the ship. And I, you know, there are people out there like that. You know, you, could, you can put all the evidence in front of them, all the proof you want, and they just bat it back at you and you get nothing from it at all. And I think he's one of those people. The problem comes in, Rocky, in my opinion. Um, he's very, an, a very influ- influential man. And because he's influential, when he's coming out with this sort of stuff, when he's, you know, making these negative tweets... He's just stealing people's dreams, those that don't have those strong hands. I, I don't know if you agree with that, you know, because you've just laid the evidence bare there that, you know, three million percent, for goodness sake. Imagine if he'd invested back in 2011, you know, a couple of thousand, a half, you know, a quarter of a million, well, I don't know, whatever it is, and just sat on it. Where would he, anyone, be today? So I just think it's staring him in the face. But he's one of these people yeah. that's just going to, you know. Yeah,
1: for sure. I, I mean, uh, this is my Twitter account, Bitcoin Ascent, here. If anybody wants to go visit it and look back through my tweets, I've done um, lots of tweets in the past where I compared, you know, Peter Schiff buying one ounce of gold in 2011, uh, which cost $1,600 at the time. And so now gold is... Uh, uh, um, Let's see. Uh, at the time of those tweets, gold was lower. So I think gold was actually down uh, from 2011 at the time of those tweets. It's up now a little bit, slightly, right? 11%. Um, but um, I, so I compared to uh, what he, what would have happened with $1,600 into gold, which was one ounce of gold, or $1,600 into Bitcoin, which would have been like 107 Bitcoin, right? So figure that out today, what 107 Bitcoin is worth. And what is one ounce of gold worth? So this is what Peter uh, missed out on with just $1,600, which to him is pocket change, right? He doesn't care if he loses $1,600. You know, he's rich and his family's been rich very long time. Of course, this whole thing about gold, he has a biased opinion about because, you know, his family's made, you know, millions on selling gold. So... He's very biased coming into it. And and I think that's a big part of the reason why he doesn't want to give uh, Bitcoin a fair shake. Look at it objectively because it threatens his family business.
0: Yeah. No, Uh, guys, I just must say, for those of you that are new on the call or for those watching this in the future, let me put me up a second for those watching this in the future. No, I'll leave this on. Look, he's not on Twitter as Rocky Palumbo. He's on Twitter as Bitcoin Ascent. Okay, so I would really encourage you all to follow Rocky because Rocky's tweets are down to earth. They are researched. They are not based on hype. And what I've learned in the short space of time that I've been in the Bitcoin world is there are a lot of tweets out there that are hot air. They're hype. They're based on no evidence. Whereas Rocky's tweets, Bitcoin Ascent's tweets are always factual and you'll always get the right information. I've been very fortunate over the last year to get to know Rocky. We have spent a lot of time talking and I've got to put my hand up and say that I, I don't know anyone like you, Rocky, that literally, I don't know why that keeps doing that, but it does. Sorry, uh, that literally will always tell it as it is. So, you know, people, if you have not subscribed to follow Rocky on Twitter please, or Bitcoin Ascent on Twitter, please do. Okay, moving on. People, um, very important while we've got Rocky live on the call, based on what I just said, by the way, ask him questions. You can ask questions about anything. Okay, this is a show with Q&A on the way through. The only thing I will say is if you could see my screen right now, I've got at least 15 windows open that are all small, big, large, overlapping each other. So unless you type in Brian, the UK Bitcoin master, Bitcoin and the boys just did that when he was saying there was no audio and it flashed up orange and it was like a beacon I went straight to it. So ask a question of Rocky, anything to do with Bitcoin, because a lot of people won't tell you what you need to know. And if Rocky can, I know he will. Do you want to go on any, any more, um, desktop, do you want me to put it back to the desktop, Rocky? Carry on. Um, not
1: quite yet. I just wanted to mention, yeah, questions are great. Ask questions. Um, we're going to get into the next subject here now. And, um, if anybody has a question about, you know, what we're talking about <clears throat> and you think it's a good question, go ahead and interrupt me. Or if you have any questions, interrupt me if, if you have a question about what I say. And um, I, I love answering questions. And uh, maybe at the end of the show, if there's time, we could do a QA and uh, a about anything. But yeah. but while while we're doing this, any questions, uh, try to filter for questions about these transactions.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: That we're about to talk about.
0: Right. Okay. Um, One thing I want to do, I want to apologise to our audience. Forgive me if it looks like I want to jump onto Rocky's head. But Rocky specifically wanted all of his... Um, banners behind on show in his window, um, and I couldn't bring myself down any lower without cutting the top of the video off. So normally I try to balance this up. So I just wanted to point that out, people, because the start of the show was such a train wreck. Right, Rocky. So on with the second subject. I'm interested in this. I want to get my head around this just to, if I can set the scene, everyone, a couple of shows ago, maybe three or four shows ago, I covered a tweet from Rhythm Trader. Now, Rhythm Trader tweets some really good stuff. And if you look at his following, I can't remember what it is. I think it's 56,000 followers or 5,600 followers or something. It's one hell of a lot of followers. So, you know, his tweets are really good, and I enjoy sharing them with you on my live shows. But Rocky pointed something out to me after that show that we felt that really needed to be explained. And that's, apart from the Peter Schiff issue, another reason for this show. So, Rocky, it is over to you again. Let me know when you want the screen up.
1: Um, you can put it up right now. Okay, But uh, I'd just like to say that this is nothing against rhythm, right? He has really great tweets i love all of his tweets Uh, and this one is a good one just to bring this information you know to the forefront here yeah um but i just feel it's a little misleading the way it's worded and um uh well we're going to dive in deep and just analyze this whole thing so so i know this is the bitcoin show for beginners but we're going to get a little intermediate here um uh, i'm going to try to stay away from advanced, but um you know just a little bit more than what you're what we're used to on this show So what he was pointing out here was that, um, 124,946, let's just call this 125,000, uh, bitcoins just moved in a transaction. So I guess we gotta, um, decide on the definition of moved. Um, because when you do a transaction with a wallet, uh, your typical wallet doesn't really show you what's going on behind the scenes. Um, uh, you want to come back to me? I think I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, some stuff um, that we don't need to see the screen. So, your wallet will. Um, let's say you start set up a brand new wallet, and you put an address out there, and somebody sends you one Bitcoin, and then you want to send half a Bitcoin out somewhere. Yep. Um. You you get the wallet where you want to send, or you get the address where you want to send the wallet, uh, the Bitcoin to. And um, you send, you know, 0.5 Bitcoin there. And it looks like you just moved from everything the wallet shows you on the surface. It looks like you just moved half a Bitcoin. Yeah. But what happened? You moved a whole Bitcoin. According to the blockchain, the blockchain sees that whole Bitcoin move. And what it does is it removes that Bitcoin from that one wallet. It sends half a Bitcoin to where you wanted it to go. And the other half, po- the other 0.5, comes back to you to what's called a change address back into your same wallet. Which you, you don't explained
0: really see- to, which you explained to me when we were chatting, and I I didn't have a clue about. So if you're not aware of this, people, listen to what he's saying.
1: Yes. And, and it's not even just the address. Um, it, it, it's every UTXO, which just stands for unspent transaction output. And if you reuse addresses, which, you know, you're not supposed to do for, mostly for privacy reasons. But a lot of people do. It's not that big of an issue. It's, don't worry about it. But if you reuse addresses, you can get multiple UTXOs, multiple, let's call them inputs into that um, uh, address, although they're called unspent outputs because that's the way the blockchain sees them. Yep. Um, so you have these unspent outputs into the same address. So let's do another example. If you get this brand new wallet and you have an address. And instead of uh, getting sending one bitcoin to it, you send half a bitcoin to it, uh, uh, your first address, yep. and then you reuse that address. And somebody sends another bitcoin, another half a bitcoin to it, right? So now your wallet shows you have one bitcoin, you have one address with one bitcoin, but you have two UTXOs in that address, right? Holding that one bitcoin, you have two point five utxos in that one address so now you send one bitcoin one half of bitcoin out 0.5 bitcoin now it's only going to take one of those utxos and uh for 0.5 bitcoin and send that out and that's all that moves now you still have that other half of bitcoin still in that same address in that other utxo so does that all make sense
0: yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I mean, very, very fortunately for me, um, I don't know if you've heard of Kiara Bickers, but she's written a book called Bitcoin Clarity. And she reached out to me and asked me, I don't know why, because I think because I'm a baby boomer, if I would read it and give her feedback. And it's really interesting because what you're talking about, she was explaining in that book. And it made a whole bunch of sense to me as well as you explaining it to me. And I don't I think I don't think many people get this. And it's, I think it's really important that you do get it. So can I just reiterate, can I reiterate back to you what I think you've just said to me for our okay. audience? So you're saying if you've got one Bitcoin in an address, okay, um, and that one Bitcoin is one UTXO, An unspent transaction. And an unspent transaction is basically, it is a key that allows you to give that Bitcoin to someone or sell that Bitcoin to someone. It's not spent yet. Correct? Yeah. It's It's yours. Unspent
1: transaction output. It's almost
0: say, I've got a $10 bill here. Okay. It's mine. I can go and give it to the shopkeeper because I want to buy some sweets okay but i haven't yet so it's an unspent transaction it's a utxo i think i'm right so far on that right so if what rocky's saying people is if you have an address and you send half a bitcoin to it and then you send another half a bitcoin to that same address you have two 10 dollar bills or you two utxos unspent transactions okay if you send half a bitcoin to me Because there's half a Bitcoin in one transaction and half in another, it will send one of those to me and you still have the other one. But if you've got someone sends you one Bitcoin okay, and then you send me half a Bitcoin, it actually gets rid of the whole Bitcoin. Half comes to me and the other half goes back to you into what we call a change address. And from what I can gather from Rocky, these change addresses are a bit of a pain in a proverbial because I've got a Trezor, my Bitcoin's on a Trezor, and Trezor, I don't know if they don't make them easy to find or you can't see them on the Trezor. What is it, Rocky? Uh, yeah, Both. Yeah, the, the
1: Trezor doesn't really show them to you. It does show you the transaction IDs and you can go look them up on the blockchain. And um, I would rather not get into that right yep. now. But let's yep focus on just what we need to know about uh rhythms tweet because that's going to be enough
0: (laughs) yeah definitely do you want your screen back up um
1: uh let's see there was something else you just mentioned i wanted to talk talk about okay yeah okay let's just move on so i wanted to talk about what is a large transaction and what is a small transaction so people think about oh this guy just moved 1.1 trillion dollars right And they say, oh, that's a big transaction. Well, yeah, it's a big transaction in um, the value of the Bitcoin you just moved. But according to the blockchain, the blockchain could see that as a very small transaction or a very large transaction. So a large or small transaction to the blockchain is how many bytes it is. Um, And how many bytes it is depends on how many inputs you have. Or UTXOs, right? Yeah. So as an example, if, if you've got a brand new wallet and somebody sent you a Bitcoin and then you send that Bitcoin out, right? So that when you send it out, one Bitcoin, um, w- that would be one U- UTXO. Yeah. So that would be one UTXO in the, in the uh, transaction, one address, and one signature to send that one Bitcoin out. And so that would be what's called a very small uh, transaction. It would be probably, depending on what uh, addresses you're using, a legacy address or a Segwit address or a Segwit native address, um, it could be anywhere from under 200 bytes to a little bit over 200 bytes. And that would be what I would consider a small transaction. Now, you're sending uh, $9,000 $9, worth of Bitcoin, right? You're sending one Bitcoin, but it's a small transaction. Now, new situation. you got a brand new wallet and somebody sends you 0.1 Bitcoin, one-tenth of a Bitcoin. Um, and then they send you another one-tenth of a Bitcoin. And for the next uh, eight days, you already got you know two-tenths of a Bitcoin. For the next eight days, every day, somebody sends you one-tenth of a Bitcoin. Yep. So now your wallet says you have one Bitcoin, ten, you know, ten, 10 days since this started. But you actually have... Uh, one Bitcoin held in 10.1 UTXOs. Yep. So now you want to send that one Bitcoin out somewhere. This is a much larger transaction. You're still sending one Bitcoin. But where you had that one very small transaction before because it was all in one UTXO, now it has to have 10 UTXOs to add up to one Bitcoin. You have to have uh, showing the 10 addresses and 10 signatures all to send to the one address to send out that one Bitcoin, this transaction is going to be almost 10 times the size of that previous transaction. So you're still sending the same amount of value. Yep. Very, but the first one was very small. Second one was much larger, uh, probably eight or nine times larger. Because there is some other overhead that would be the same. Uh, so it wouldn't be exactly 10 times as large, but uh, probably eight or nine times as large. So does that all make sense?
0: Yeah, it certainly does. Um, I've been trying to monitor the chat, but people, um, I've got, I can see a couple of questions. Um, One of them, they're not statements actually, but really if you could type in or copy and paste Brian... Dash, the UK Bitcoin master, it jumps out at me. I'm having to sift through. And I know, I think Casso said something earlier. Casso, I'll come back to yours. Um I know it's there, but if you'd have done it in orange, it would have jumped out on me. If you want to do it again and put my name beforehand, I can at least find it really quickly. But on what Rocky's just been talking about, yeah, you see, I can't see it. Um Where is it? I've got it. I so see I'm trying to find it now and that's not good on the show. So People do put my details at the start. Somebody said something about Wasabi Wallet, and that's what I'm trying to pick up on. But you know what? I can't see it because you haven't put my name first. Uh, What? Uh, Okay. Um, That it was Caso. That's why you can use Wasabi. In it, you can manage UTXOs separate. I just wanted to throw that. at you in case you had any views on that it's not a question rocky but um obviously um casu did say that
1: yes and if you wanted to manage if you understand all the stuff we're talking about today um and you wanted to manage your your wallet you know more specifically using you know you know uh, not so much down to the utxo but at least down to the addresses um you uh, and but you want to use your let's say your treasure wallet which Trezor does not give you any any way to do this as of now. They're coming out with new software that might let us do this, um, but right now you could always access your Trezor with the Electrum uh, software desktop wallet, and this would allow you uh, much greater um, uh, flexibility on you know choosing what addresses you want to send from uh, from the wallet. But anyway, uh, so let's let's just go on and let's go back to the tweak. You go back to my my screen yep. share
0: um people thank you uh, elaine's just re tw- re sent casso's message so i'm going to scroll up and come back to these when we do a QA at the end but if i see any that are relevant to what rock is talking about we'll jump in on it so there you go your desktop's up
1: okay so um reading on with the tweet he says uh that's 1.1 billion 1.1 um billion dollars transferred for an 80 fee and so um and then he says, uh, no government, bank, or third party had to verify the transaction, nor could they uh, have stopped it if they wanted to. That's the true power of Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay, so I, I agree with all of that. But um, when I first read this tweet and I saw that um, 1.1 um, billion had uh, moved worth of value for eighty dollars, and you know, to do this in the traditional banking system would cost a hell of a lot more than eighty dollars. Yeah. Um, so I I think he's like tweeting this as though this is a good thing, like this is very cheap. Yep. But the first thing I thought of when I saw this transaction is like, oh my God, why did he spend so much? Right? <laughs> why did he pay an eighty dollar fee to send this transaction? Because it doesn't matter, like we just discussed, the amount you're sending uh, has no bearing on uh, the transaction size, and the fee is associated directly to the transaction size. Yeah. And, um, so I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, how many UTXOs were in this transaction? I mean, were there a thousand, you know, uh, <laughs> where there 500, you know, uh, that's the first thing that went through my mind is why did he pay so fricking much? Right. Uh, so of course, what did I do was I went and looked at the transaction. Um, so, which we're going to do in a couple of minutes, but I want to show you some other tra- other transactions first. So let's see what more normal transactions look like, right? Yep. So here's a transaction I just kind of picked out of a, out of a block, and you could see that this transaction size is very small. It's it's 141 bytes, which is virtual bytes, which has to do with because this is a SegWit address. Um, basically, it's 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 really 222 bytes but the older nodes would see it as 141 bytes. Uh, so that's why they call it virtual bytes. It has okay. to do with the weight and, and, and a lot of stuff we, we probably don't want to get into here. Yep. But uh, just know that this is a relatively small transaction. And so you can see what happened here. This came from a a, a, a Segwit um, native address, a BC1. and he's, And you can see the two outputs here. They're both BC1 outputs. So, because of what we could just see from this uh, transaction, look, not looking at where the bitcoins, how they got into here, or where they went after here, like that would be what's called chain analysis, right? Yeah. But we're just now anal- we're just analyzing this one transaction. We're not really analyzing the chain. So, analyzing this one transaction, we have no way of knowing which one of these outputs w- he sent to, and which one was the change back to his wallet. Yeah. Okay, so um, we don't know if he sent um, 0.02 Bitcoin or 0.0004 Bitcoin somewhere. So uh, this would be about, uh, well, at the time of this transaction, I looked up Bitcoin was about uh, $9,320. So this would have been about $18 and this would have been like uh, $250. Yep. Um, But there's no way of knowing which it was. And so um, the difference – so you, So um, th- there's nothing here that really shows what the, what the uh, amount of the fee was other than you can see the fee rate, and you can multiply this times this would give it to you. Or really what the miners get to keep is what's just left over. So right, yep. you can see all the inputs, which this one only has one input, totals this. And all the outputs, which this one has two outputs, totaled this. So what the miners get to keep is the difference between this number right here and this number right here. They just okay. keep the leftovers. Yep. Um, and and there, like I said, there's no way of knowing which, which he sent here. So let's look at the – and this was a very small transaction. Uh, so let's look at, at the next example here. Now, this one, we could get a little more information. Again, it's a very small transaction, less than uh, 200 uh, V-bytes. Yep. And we could see that it came from a SegWit3 address or, you know, this could be a these the SegWit3 address look exactly like a multi-sig. So just looking at this transaction, we can't really tell. Um, it's p- just uh, multi-sigs aren't used very much. And when they are, it's usually for large amounts. So uh, it's pretty good assumption that this is a SegWit3 address. Mm-hmm. Um, but now if we look at the two outputs, we see one is a SegWit3 and the other one is a, a legacy address. So we could pretty much assume here that this is what he sent out, and this was his change back. Right. So um, now on this uh, transaction, we could see that um, he sent out, this would have been about $18, $19 um, for a $0.03 cent fee. Yep. Right. And so there's no reason why this couldn't be uh, 125,000 Bitcoins in this transaction, right? The, like like uh, rhythm talked about, and it would have been a three cent fee, right so uh, that's a much less than eighty dollars right Good if we theory. if we were t- if we were talking about you know if it, if that t- one hundred and twenty five thousand bitcoins were all in one address yeah. and there were two outputs, it would have been three cents to send that value, so that's why i i I freaked out and thought, oh my God, why did he pay eighty dollars that's that's huge okay so let's look at another example here here is another pretty small transaction this is a it's a little bigger than the others because this is a leg a legacy address so you don't get the savings that the segwit gives you um and but you could see um which one is the return address right because this is a legacy starts with a one and this is probably a segwit a three address and so you could see that this address had 46 bitcoins in it and he sent six out to this address and 42 came back to his change address. And so, um,
0: you mean he had 48? Uh, he said he had 46 and six went out. So it's, I can see 48. Uh, uh, yeah, your cursor. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I just meant to I, clear, yep. clarify. It's 48. Yep. He had six went yep. out and 42 came back.
1: Yep. Yep. I just misspoke. Uh, yep, so yeah, yep. he had 48.6 is what I meant. Yep, 48.6, yep. yep. six went out and 42 came back to the
0: legacy. And, price,
1: yep. yep. So, um, so, uh, this is all the information you could see, you know, when you, when you look at the transaction IDs, uh, on, on the blockchain. So, yep. um, I, I find this stuff really interesting. So, um, um, so he sent six Bitcoin. So that would have been, um, worth of value um, for $0.23. Good God. So, and I would think he overpaid because all these transactions I'm showing you uh, so far have all been in the same block. And um, in that block, you really could have got a transaction in, I think it was... um, I think it was one or two Satoshis per byte, right? So this guy paid 11 Satoshis per byte. So he overpaid. Yeah. Um, so if he really wanted to, to get in this block, he probably should have done like maybe like four Satoshis per, per, uh, per bite. Yep. Um, which, which, you know, would have been about a third of the cost of what he paid. So if you take, uh, 23 cents and a third of that, um, you know, whatever that is that, that should have been closer. Eight. Um, four
0: pounds, uh, three eights
1: eights eights 24. Yeah. So. Yeah. 24 by three is, is eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah so he yeah. really should have paid about eight cents if he was in a big hurry. Yep. If he wasn't in a big hurry, he could have paid the three or four cents easy. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so again, and that's 125,000 almost $123,000 worth of value. Um, he could have sent for four cents. No problem. Okay, um, so let's see another example here. So now this transaction is a little different. And that that was a very small transaction we just looked at. Why was it small? He was sending six Bitcoin, but look at the size, just over 200 bytes. Now this one, he's sending one-tenth of a Bitcoin, but look at the size. It's 2,000 bytes, right? Why is this one so huge? Well, it has 23 inputs, 23 UTXOs.
0: See, even I'm starting to understand this, and I keep saying on my shows I don't know a lot about this, so this is fantastically educational for me. You keep going. If the audience don't want to know, I certainly do. (laughs) Okay.
1: So we got 23 inputs here to add up to this one-tenth of a Bitcoin, right? And so that's why this transaction is so huge. Um, And you can see he's sending it out somewhere because these are all three addresses, and this is an old legacy address. And um, yeah. um, but it's a good thing these are SegWit because if if these weren't SegWit, if this was legacy, this transaction would have cost even more. So he's sending here about a thousand dollars worth of value, and he paid two dollars to send it. Now, if these were all uh, SegWit, uh, if these weren't SegWit addresses, this probably would have cost uh, probably about four or five dollars. Uh, right. uh, probably about four dollars yep. uh, with this same fee. Now, he had a pretty good fee on it. Uh, He probably still could have cut this in half. I don't know. Again, I don't know how big of a hurry he was, but he definitely could have got by with uh, four or five sats uh, per bite instead of um, 10. Hmm. So this guy overpaid a bit, but, you know, not too bad. But, you know, for $2, sending $1,000 worth of value doesn't sound too bad. It's just he got clobbered because he has so many inputs in it. And, and so that's what you're paying for is the Cause, space because because this transaction, because it's so big, takes up a lot more space on the blockchain. And what you're doing when you send a transaction, you're buying space on a blockchain. It's basically what you're doing. Yep. And, and so you can see here that this, this is much bigger. Okay. Did you have a question?
0: I was going to JC Botha, South Africa. Pound the like button for South Africa, people. Um, He's just retracted the message. So uh, I think JC's going to probably retype that because it didn't Go orange for me, but I did see typed in Brian UK Bitcoin Master. So carry on, and if it comes back up again, I'll ask the question.
1: Okay, so um, now let's look at the quest at the uh, transaction at hand here, right? Yeah. The the, the one that Rhythm uh, talked about. So <laughs> this is a very interesting transaction. This is not. Uh, what we've seen so far are pretty much normal transactions where you could see that one was the, the send to address, one was a change. That very first example, we really couldn't tell which is which, but we knew, but we kind of knew that one was, you know, one of them was the send to, and one was the change. We just couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. But now this one is completely different from that. Um, so this is this is Rhythm's transaction here that he was talking about, and you and. Um, uh, you could see that this has 468 and inputs. 68 inputs and this is why $80 was paid. And also it, they overpaid this too. I don't remember how big you know this one is a different this is in a different block than the transactions I've been talking about so far. Hmm. So I don't remember how bad it was backed up but I know it wasn't that bad. He probably could have got by with I think if I remember correctly like 8 or, uh, 8 or 9 satoshis per byte. So he pretty much about double paid. So he could have got paid $40 instead of $80. But why even even that much? It's just huge. But what was he sending? So you could see the wallet addresses are all three addresses, right? Yep. yep. And the outputs, the two outputs, what is a three, is a, yeah, is it's a three address? So this would be the change back. Yep. So what was really moving? Only a 1,000 Bitcoins were moving, not 125,000. Yeah,
0: the rest of it was the change coming back to the change address, wasn't it?
1: Right. But this is very strange. Why would it add up all of these? (laughs) Mrs. UK Bitcoin master, my head hurts.
0: (laughs) Why would it?
1: (laughs) does she have a question am no. i not making anything clear here no she,
0: no, it's, it's it's a lot to take in you know when i mean listen it's a lot for me to take in so a lot of it's going to go over people's heads including mine but as long as i retain some of it and i've learned a lot from this slide that's all that matters so carry on
1: okay so in those previous transactions the wallet always added up the enough inputs to just you know satisfy uh how much he, they wanted to send out at the time, right? So yep. it was always just a little bit more, where they got changed back with a few satoshis left over to pay the miners for a transaction fee, right? Yep, yep. This one's different. So if you see here, all these UTXOs have hundreds of bitcoins in them, right? And he was only sending thousand, a thousand. So about ten of these. Uh, well, this has got two hundred. So eight, eight or nine of these inputs would have sufficed for adding up to a thousand. Why did it do four hundred? Yeah. Yeah, nice. why did it do four hundred and sixty-eight? Well, the only thing I can think of is he was doing two things with this transaction. Now you can't normally do this with a wallet uh, naturally. You have to go in into the uh, uh, the CLI, the command line interface, and type in the command to do something like this. Yep. Is the only way that I know of to do this. So this is probably a transaction. Uh, you know, it's somebody who knows how Bitcoin works, but has a whole lot of Bitcoin, right? Um, uh, so this is probably an exchange. yeah. And so what they're doing is two things. They sent a thousand Bitcoins out of, this is probably like a cold storage wallet. Yep. And then the rest of the Bitcoin that's in that wallet, they actually sent back to themselves this is not just change this is actually uh let me just back up a little bit here in a normal transaction you send bitcoin out somewhere and that's called you know you pay some amount to one address there's a way with some wallets to pay many addresses yep so if if you owed me a bitcoin and you owed somebody else a bitcoin in one address you could send one bitcoin to me and one bitcoin to somebody else I mean, in, in not one address. In one transaction, yep. you could send one Bitcoin to me and somebody else, and then the change would come back to you. So that would have like three outputs, um, the two going out and the one change coming back. So they probably, what they did was they designed this transac- transaction to send 1,000 Bitcoins out and 125,000 to get consolidated into one address. Yep. So they, they sent to themselves to consolidate, yep. and they sent out to get 1000 out. And that's what I believe is going on in this transaction. So they did not pay $80 to send um,
0: uh, but $125. But technically, uh, they did, surely, because the 124946 that still was sent, wasn't it? So it's it, surely it, a week... Well, just like we talked about before,
1: if you have one Bitcoin in one UTXO in your wallet and you send me one half a Bitcoin, yep. your wallet balance goes from one Bitcoin to one half a Bitcoin because you yep. sent me half. Yep. Now, what do you think that of? Do you think of that as sending one Bitcoin, half a Bitcoin to me, and one half back to yourself, or do you think of that as sending half a Bitcoin out?
0: Yeah, no, give it. Yeah, I get right. It. Yeah,
1: it's all how you think about. It. Now, did that one Bitcoin actually move? Yes, on the blockchain it moved, but you didn't send it out anywhere. It didn't go out of that wallet. it right. Half of it came back as change, and the, and the wallet doesn't even show you that unless you dig down into it. And the wallet allows you to dig down into it, like a treasure wallet doesn't allow you to dig down into it. Right. It, a treasure wallet's not for that. A treasure wallet's for ho- long-term hodling. Right. So, so what I believe is going on here is they paid, not. $80 to move 125,000 Bitcoins. They pay $80 to move 1,000 Bitcoins and consolidate 125,000 Bitcoins.
0: Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I've, yeah. Um, but it, it, it it's still... You know, what what comes back to me is what you said earlier in as much as hang on, let me bring me up a second Oh, it won't let me. Okay, leave it on there for a minute. Um, What you're still saying to me that he paid a lot in eighty dollars to move a thousand Bitcoin. That's what you're saying, though. Even even so, even though you've explained that a thousand went out and one hundred and twenty four, nearly one hundred and twenty five thousand came back as a change address or he consolidated on another address um you're still saying that 80 pound was too much to pay
1: well or not it, it on this was, occasion it, it was too much because he paid too much too many satoshis per byte yep. now okay. it's hard to get around this because this transaction is so huge not because of the amount it's because of the amount of inputs uh, not the amount that he was sending or consolidating it yep. was the amount of inputs that was sending from and consolidating from Right. Okay. So, um, th- like we saw before in these other transactions, this is less than hundred by uh, t- less than 200 bytes. This one's less than 200 bytes. This one's just over 200 bytes. Yep. And this one is t- 42,000 bytes. Crikey. It's 42,000 bytes. This is a huge transaction, not because of these numbers over here because of this number. And this is huge because of this number. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and I want to point out one other thing here is um, you can see all these inputs, they're all the same, <clears throat> at least a lot of them, if not all of them, are the same address. <clears throat> so they inputted, this is what makes me think it's an, an exchange, right? Yeah. So they inputted all these inputs uh, into this wallet um, into different UTXOs, yeah. but the same address. So still each one of these in the transaction has to be listed as as a UTXO with a with um, with the address and a signature, and the mm. signature is the biggest part, uh, the biggest segment of a of a transaction, and that's why the next two versions of of um, SegWit is going to um, give us so much savings because it's going to be able to consolidate the signatures, right, uh, with the Schnorr.
0: Okay. okay. Um, uh, can I ask? Can I interject a minute? Because Azaza was asking a question. Uh, Rocky, sure. if if they wanted to save on fees, they could. Well, he's actually making a statement. I guess I, I don't know whether he's asking for your, you know, your what you think of this. Uh, Rocky, if they want to save on fees, they could move each UTXO by itself with Coin Control.
1: No, um, you, you want to do it all in the same time because with every transaction there is overhead. Yeah. So. Um, you would just have a. You just have 400. If you did one one at a time, you would have 468 transactions. Each one would be much cheaper, but it would probably total up to eighty five dollars instead of eighty dollars.
0: Okay. Another question. Yeah. Does the uh, this is from JC from South Africa. Does the inputs on other people's wallets who send me Bitcoin before they even send it to me have any influence on my fees when I send out from my wallet? later on
1: a very good question and the yeah. answer is no the, the answer is no um, so it only matters uh where you're where you're sending from it doesn't matter which address it came from so th- this is sending from i'm assuming now since this is a um since this is a uh probably an exchange
0: yep.
1: um th- uh this three address could be a multi-sig but right. let's, for the, let's for the moment assume it's not a multi-sig. It's just a SegWit3 address. Right. Um, it doesn't matter if, if this address was receiving the coins from a legacy address or a SegWit3 address or a SegWit native address. It doesn't matter. Because when you're sending out, it just uses this 3 address and does the signature that's needed for that address, and that's all that matters. Um and, you know, the way it all works is, you know, the legacy addresses uh, don't have the s- savings that SegWit gives you. So they're the most expensive transactions by, you know, uh, depending on the transaction and depending on which SegWit address you use, whether it's a 3 or a BC1, um, the savings could be anywhere from 25
0: to, you know, 65%. Okay. Brilliant. Um, I hope that answers your question. Um, now, Casso, I have not forgotten your question, but I want to pick up the questions that are relevant to the topic we're talking about. And I am going to come back to your question, Casso. Don't worry. Um, so JC is saying again, does the inputs on other people's wallets... Oh, no, he's already asked. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. I am going a bit brain dead. I don't think there's anything else on this particular topic i'm just double checking to see if anybody hasn't yeah elaine's saying it's a bit complex for the noobs and all those who want to help with this mass adoption but what does
1: it what what doesn't elaine understand
0: uh rocky listen i'm telling you you know as, as somebody that's been in down the rabbit hole two and a half years it even hurts my head. And she's just supporting me and trying to learn bits where she can. So um, f- even I find some of it overwhelming. That's the Now Yeah, bring her truth. in. C-
1: call her over. I want to hear well, what, what, I can't what part bring her she in. does.
0: She's downstairs on her laptop, tuned in. We'll get all sorts of feedback if we do that. But Elaine, just pop something in the chat for Rocky if you want to elaborate on what you just said. And while Elaine's doing that, Rocky, let me ask... Um the question from um Casso from earlier. Um Elaine retyped it for me, so where is it? Um Zaza, where is it, Elaine? Copy and paste. Casso never never mind I already know the answer. It was a question more for others maybe to learn from it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, here we go. Oh, uh, oh Rocky Rocky, what is your opinion about the Trezor hack? Sure people would need acts sure people would need access to your vote device but still
1: yeah we're we're already um we're always going to have these things um they they from what i understand they're saying it can't be fixed with a firmware update but we've heard this before and then they found a way to fix it so um you know keep your treasures
0: locked up um, you know uh See, i don't know that's a really good question, because, you know, I, I've i been down this rabbit hole just for two and a half years. But I did buy in when Bitcoin was about £1,500. So I've been through the high. I've been through all the crash. So I, I, I reckon I'm a bit seasoned compared to the masses out there. But here's where I'm at. I've got my Bitcoin safely locked on my Trezor. But, you know, sometimes I I don't freak out as such, but you always have this horror story when you plug it in or this fear that it's going to be zeroed because of poor old Pastor Phil situation. I'm hoping you're going to mention that at the end rather than me keep doing it. But we'll see. Um, so would you say let, let's just say that I don't plug it in for a year. This is just hypothetical now. Right. I don't plug it in for a year. When I plug it in, it says you have a firmware update. Right. During that year, if there's three or four different firmware updates that should have taken place, when I plug that in and do the firmware update, am I right in assuming that that latest update takes care of all the others as well in one update and I'm done because if that's the case, I don't want to keep plugging the Trezor in just to check if there's a firmware update.
1: If, if, multiple, <clears throat> if multiple updates have gone by since the last time you plugged yours in, it depends on the updates. It, it might have to stagger the updates and do one and another and another and another. Oh, yeah. Or it, it, it can just skip all the in-between ones and go straight to the last one. But all you have to do is do the update it asks you to do, and then when it's done... It will tell you if another one is needed, okay. but does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Okay,
1: so now to go back to his question about the hack, there yeah. is there 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 is a way to combat that hack, right? You could use your twenty fifth word if you're if you're worried about somebody getting their hands on your treasure, then create um, go into the advanced settings and create the twenty fifth word. Um, if you really want to make it really secure, you want to have the 25th word, you know, a non dictionary word, um, uh, you know, or, or if you make it a phrase, you want to have it, at least parts of it, um, you know, nothing that's in the dictionary. Yeah. So you might want to get like a, a um, you know, a proper name, you know, a surname or uh, spell things backwards or something and um
0: let me stop right there for a moment rocky people um if you're in the chat right now i'm telling you rocky charges for this advice he's giving you so much free information here so grab it and take it and absorb it because i know that things like this are consultation fees carry on sorry i just wanted to point that out okay so um uh you
1: you you Let's just say you get a really good secure 25th word, and you put that in. Then you, get an, uh, you go to the receive address, because now your wallet's going to be empty, right? Yep. yep. You go and get a receive address, and you copy that. Then you go back to the advanced settings, and you turn off the 25th word. Now you go, you're going back into your regular Treasurer wallet, and you're going to see all your Bitcoins there. And then you do a send. You send everything to that one address. And now all your Bitcoins are gone. And to your treasure, it looks like all your Bitcoins are gone. Now you go back into the advance, put your 25th word back in. Now you see all your Bitcoins. Now you unplug your treasure and, and throw it on your coffee table. And somebody breaks into your house, steals your treasure. They do this hack to it. Guess what? They get zero. Zero Bitcoins they get because they don't. there's no way for them to know the 25th word.
0: Wow. So all of a sudden that 25th word becomes your cast iron, solid metal fence around your property, doesn't it? becomes very yeah. very 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 important um, something i need to be doing i have to say and i'm working on that as well um, i want to just casso he's oh, typing or, on or, a phone go on or,
1: or don't keep your treasure on your coffee table yeah no
0: okay that's fair um you know, Cas- if if you have
1: it locked up and you know it's relatively safe uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know or, or you could do a multisig if oh, you I- could you could do a multisig with your treasures again contact justlearnbitcoin.com for a specific uh, uh you know, ways to do this. There's lots of different things to consider when doing a multi-sig. Yeah. Um, and that way they, you know, let's say you did a three or five multi-sig. This way they're going to have to go to th- at least three different locations and still three different treasures uh, and then uh, to, to get your, to get your Bitcoin um, doing this hack. Right. So there's lots of ways that you could protect yourself against this hack if you're worried about it. Um, and so. J
0: C Bother has just put in the chat advice. This advice is priceless. So it is. It is absolutely priceless. People, you will be charged for advice like this. So this, you know, this is going to be out there on YouTube, so people can go. Go and revisit this. Share this with everyone you know, this free advice from Rocky. Um, Casso, bless him. He said, okay, I'll type it on his phone. Casso, can I tell you something? When I watch Adam Meister's show, when I watch BTC Benny's or any other show, I'm on my mobile phone and I always have to type in at Bitcoin Meister. It's a pain in the behind, but I do it because I want to get his attention. So it's a few seconds, but so worth doing because I've seen that instantly. And it says, Rocky, this is Casso, Rocky, will there, be, will there be new address formats after the, oh, after the snore, et cetera, soft fork, just like the Beck 32 addresses were new?
1: Awesome question. Really good <laughs> question. I had that question myself. Over uh, my head,
0: so well run, Casso. over my head. Go on. Yes,
1: I, I was pondering that myself uh, recently, the past few months, and I did hear someone talk about this. I can't remember who. I think it was Jimmy Song. And um, I th- I believe they're going to be like the BC1 addresses. So it would be the same format as the BC1. But I'm not 100% sure on that.
0: Fantastic. Well, Rocky, um, we are well over the hour mark. So um, is, unless anybody's got any questions that you want to get in there really now, I want to pull the... Um, the live stream to a close um rocky do you want to while your screen's showing if i pop it up you know talk about just learn bitcoin and pastor phil how do you want to do this
1: yeah i just wanted to um just do one closing thought on uh, rhythms tweet
0: okay right go
1: so now that everyone watching the shows understands everything all the stuff we just discussed about uh transactions and how they're composed yeah uh, the way I would have written this tweet was um, I would have said 1,000 Bitcoins just moved and 125,000 uh, Bitcoins consolidated yep. for an $80 fee.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: Okay, so uh, that was just a, a long explanation on how <laughs> I we've would got, have changed that tweet. we got another but question. Again, but, but again, nothing against rhythm. I mean yep. uh, this is oh, all very superb. technical stuff and superb stuff. And yeah. Uh I love rhythm. Continue tweeting your tweets. They're awesome tweets. Yeah, um
0: definitely. Let me let me ask this. I'm gonna take this as a final question, people, because I'm always mindful. I don't really like to go much over the hour. Um and obviously the, the people that are on the call, you know, you are patient enough to wait when we have technical issues. So I thank you very much for that. JC's asking, um Rocky, what do you think of the Shamir sharing method of the Trezor T? Shall we wait for more adoption of it before using it?
1: Um, I think it's fine now. I mean, it's, uh, it's trustworthy. Um, it, it complicates things. Um, if you don't, don't want the complication, um, you know, stay away from it, uh, it, it, it does make it easier to secure your seed words because it, it automatically divides them up for you and, you know, and you can make like a three of five, um, uh, you know, where three of five of what, you know, gets um, written down, uh, only three of five is needed Uh or three of five is needed instead of just one piece of paper some, somewhere. It allows you to store your seed words it, you know, in five different places and three of those places are needed to recover, right? Yep. So it kind of does that for you. But um, I believe uh, you could do this with the treasure. You have to set it up when you create a, a wallet. So if your treasure is currently set up without the Shamir backup, you would have to move the Bitcoins off of it Wipe the wallet clean and create a brand new wallet. Um, yeah. So, if you want to go through all that, and uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, depending on how much Bitcoin you have, that could be a nerve-wracking thing. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to advise somebody on this what, whether they should do it or not without knowing their exact situation yeah. if it would be worth it to them. That's so right. there, there would be a lot to discuss again. Go to justlearnbitcoin.com and, and get a consultation because uh, I'd have to ask you a series of questions to really you know, find out or help you really figure out if, it, if it's worth it for you.
0: And if you're not aware of what we're saying here, if you're watching this five years from now, two years from now, or even on the show right now, if you go to justlearnbitcoin.com and that's the type of information you want, if that's the type of consultation you want, the man that's going to give you that is sat beside me, so to speak. <laughs> so um i want to put your desktop back up uh, rocky if i may um if you want i've got pastor phil's links here if you want to go through it that's up to you uh, whatever you need to do but you know i'm always saying this on my show maybe you'll say it slightly differently just learn bitcoin dan you got to go thank you dan for supporting the show appreciate it
1: yep uh so yeah here's the site right here you just click on uh, console uh Consultating, uh, consulting right here. Yeah. Um, and you can scroll through here and see everything that's available, um, or you can go to the uh, apparel, right? The apparel. <laughs> um, and yeah. like, like uh, Brian's always saying, you know, you got to go visit. Uh, you know, click right here on the please help return the fourteen point two Bitcoin to fill um, If you haven't. Read through the family story. Take the time to do it. It's just like a five-minute read, and um, you could see all the wallet information here, like uh, Brian always points out. And um, you know, he, I, I, talk to Phil every now and then, and he really appreciates every single donation. He does. Yeah. Um, did Did you talk to him about doing the uh, one Bitcoin show when it gets the one? I haven't
0: Bitcoin? yet. I haven't yet, but I'm I'm going to schedule a, uh, a Skype call with him because I've got to discuss something with him. So I will discuss that with him.
1: Oh yeah, I I suggested that um, that we have a a, a big a one Bitcoin show right when when his uh, donations reach one Bitcoin. Yep. To have him come back on the show because he always wants to thank everyone individually because he just really appreciates you know, anyone sending any amount, you know, whether it's $5, $10, $50, you know, I think the biggest transa- the biggest donation so far was $700. So anything coming in um, helps and is very much appreciated.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, on on, on the subject of, uh, subject of appreciation, um, I got a tweet in a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was, sorry, a Skype message. And he, he just said, Brian, you know, praise the Lord, somebody's donated to my site. He said, you know, blessed be the Lord. He was just, he was, The appreciation was just totally oozing out of him. And, you know, as we've discussed on this show and and I've discussed in the the past, you know, you've got people sending money to Peter Schiff, for God's sake, who doesn't need it. And this poor man who was hacked out of, you know, 14 Bitcoin and his life savings gone for his family, you know, he's just praising the Lord over seven dollars. It's just, you know, my heart pulls for him. We really should get behind it more. Carry on, Rocky.
1: Yes. And, um, and like you always say, you know, it really could happen to anyone. It was really a sneaky attack. What happened to him this, yeah. um, you know, we really don't know what happened, but from talking with him and, and, and seeing, uh, uh, and him explaining, you know, exactly all the different things he did and didn't do. I really think it was a DNS hijacking, mm-hmm. um, which is a you know a complicated attack that uh, you would have to break into you know one of the DNS servers and I go into more detail on this I believe I talked about it briefly on the show I did with you and I went into even a little bit more detail I think on yes for motivation yeah but you know if you want to get an idea of who um, Pastor Phil is you could watch either one or both of these videos it, it's just a really nice guy I mean the guy is a living saint yeah um, when, when you when you read his family story and find out you know, uh, about his life, it, it, if you read this and don't think he's a saint, uh, I, I don't know who is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So well, please, a- anything that you could spare. Um, and, you know, if it, um, some people are worried, you know, well, the Bitcoin price is about to go up and, you know, they don't want to give Bitcoin away because it will be worth very much more in the future. I think I was telling you the other day we were talking, you know, off the show about the rocky rule remember the rocky rule? rocky
0: rule yeah yeah i do yeah yeah
1: so whenever i have to send uh bitcoin out of my wallet for any reason whether i'm uh, giving five or ten dollars away or i'm buying these patches here for 20 some dollars um uh whenever i send bitcoin out i have to replace it three times over yeah, <laughs> So you, you did say that so that's just that's a commitment in your
0: own head to, to your own future
1: Yes. And, and in fact, the rule is at least three times. So it, it gives me an excuse to just go out and, and buy more Bitcoin. And uh, so what if, if I do that, what did I really pay with? Because right? I have the same amount, actually more Bitcoin yeah. right? than I yeah. started before the transaction. And I have less uh, cash, less yeah. fiat. So yeah. what did I really buy these patches with? right? I really bought them with fiat yeah. because... Uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I had more Bitcoin and less fiat. So um, this is actually, a, you know, if you think the price of Bitcoin is going up by donating to Phil and replacing that donation three times over back into your wallet. You're back by, to where you, you were know, and three yeah, times yeah, up. You, yeah. But, yeah, you could go to the Cash app. It's an easy way to um, buy, a, you know, a small amount of Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, um, or you go to a bitcoin atm or you know if you're signed in on coinbase or any other exchange you know just um, buy more bitcoin so it gives you uh, if you really think the price is going up this gives you an excuse to buy more before it does
0: no absolutely well rocky listen i want to say thank you very much to you i am going to try and share my screen now because i just love finishing with quotes and i'm hoping this is going to work so if i pop that over there It didn't. That's a real shame. So it looks like I'm not going to share a quote, but the quote simply said, people positive positive things happen to positive people. So in pulling the show together, you know, is your glass half full? Is it half empty? You know, when somebody asks you how you are, is it I'm okay"? getting, you know, fit? getting by fair to middling or moan grown or is it I'm brilliant thank you what is the positivity that comes out of you because I actually believe in the law of attraction and you know you give out it comes back you sow you reap what goes around comes around there are so many cliches and I just think you know be a positive person you know give out you know, give out and you will, what was it give and you shall receive? You know, what Rocky's saying, donate $10 and then go and buy $30 a Bitcoin again, and you're still quids in and you're up a bit and you made a donation. And I'm telling you, in my life, it's an incredible feeling when you give. If you really give, it makes you feel absolutely fantastic. So I want to end the show there. I don't know what's happening with that split screen, but Rocky, thank you so much for being on. I'm hoping, oh, I've gone all blurred. I'm hoping everybody enjoyed the show, including me, Mr. Blurred. Um, Rocky, any closing thoughts before we end the show?
1: No, I think we covered just about everything
0: then I'm going to go because look at that blurred screen. Right. We're out of here, people. Regular show on Monday. Whatever you're doing for the rest of your weekend, have a fantastic weekend, a fantastic Bitcoin morning, afternoon, evening. Please like it, share it, subscribe, bash the bell button. Sorry, I've gone blurred. I don't know what's happened to my focus and I'm not going to muck about this late in the day. Um, Share this across social media. Tweet Rhythm Trader. You know, he might be interested to see what we discussed on this show and that might help Rhythm Trader, if that makes sense, so that he, you know, he tweets some fantastic stuff. But if he thinks he might have, you know, not tweeted something wrong, but he could have tweeted it the correct way then that would help him as well, wouldn't it? So that's it, peeps. We're done. Have a great day, evening, weekend, whatever you're doing. I'll catch you all on Monday, 6 p.m. UK time for my regular slot. Rocky, thanks a lot. Enjoy your weekend. Catch you all soon, people.